You're listening to the Man Chat Podcast, a show with two men talking about recent events and the effect they could have on men's mental health. This is Sean and Huggy, your hosts. Welcome to episode five of the Man Chat Podcast. A very special one, I have to add, because we are joined here not just by Huggy, but also by our special guest who we hinted at at the end of the last one under the alias John Big Bellyman. Um, but today we will introduce him as Fraser Martin. Fraser, good to have you. Oh, lovely to be here, Sean. Thanks for having me. That's good. And Huggy, you are there as well, aren't you? I'm here somewhere. <laughs> here somewhere. Um, currently, for those that can't see this, we have got a range of different backgrounds on as we are recording this. And it quite frankly looks a little bit ridiculous. Um, but before we kick off um, this week, Fraser, I'm going to ask you to do a little introduction to the fellow lads that are listening and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll keep it short if I can. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm Fraser and uh, I lived with Cal, Huggy and Sean at university. And uh, I'm probably, I'm sure everyone's wondering where I got the name John Big Bellyman from. I'm sure we'll <laughs> dive into that a little bit more. Uh, as the podcast goes on but uh yeah i was pretty big when i lived with them that's that's all there is to say about that to begin with <laughs> a very elusive intro um and cal anything you'd like to or huggy i have to keep reminding ourselves to say huggy as we are in showbiz anything you want to add on to there no i, th- I think he uh hits it all down fantastic bloke all right chat sometimes good on the piss <laughs> sometimes <laughs> Only when you can find him when he's not when he's not off somewhere making friends with some randomers <laughs> and then calls you over okay okay have you met john i've just <laughs> met him but he's my new best mate <laughs> Cheers, <mate. Thanks. laughs> i've got a very yeah. wide network because of that right they say your net worth is your network phrase so hey it's a smart move it's a smart move many friends on mm. facebook um, so yeah, Fraser, you've joined us today to talk to us a bit about your mindset. You touched on it there. I mean, the introduction there, John Big Belly Man, gives a little bit away of your sort of, should we say, story or journey? Which ones you feel is uh, is the right the right word to describe it uh, without getting journey. Into- Let's go with journey. journey. We're going to go with yeah. journey. Um, yeah. So your journey from John Big Belly Man and a profile picture yes. of you skydiving. Was it belly flopping into a pool, which is an iconic? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cover photo of that one. Yeah. To, to where you are today. Um, I haven't actually seen you in person in a couple of years, but you look very healthy um, as Thank we are you. speaking here today. Uh, so yeah, Fraser, do you want to start with a little bit of just, I suppose, give us the background story of your experience at uni. Before, before you start on that phrase, you came back from that rugby tour where said photo was taken with the most bruised belly. Yeah. Because appar- yeah. apparently every yeah. time they did the Icelandic clap, whether in water or on land, Fraser would do a belly flop onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he just came back. I just remember a very hungover state coming back to the house in Lambledian uh, and lifted up his top and he was just bruised <laughs> everywhere. He was like, I just, you know me, Cal, I just, I just love doing something for the laughs. <laughs> just doing it for the boys. <laughs> I mean, that is dedication to the, to the title. You can't fault your dedication there, Fraser. I know. Well, I mean, just do what you can to, it's not, I mean, half the time it's not even to get a laugh out loud. It's just a, a hard snort through the nostrils, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all you can muster. But, uh, you know, you're still going to do it for the boys. 
No, definitely. So yeah, Fraser, tell us about your your journey, where it started, and and where you got yourself to. Uh, well, I was always pretty big growing up, you know. I yeah. like, well, I always thought it was because I had a fairly big frame, but after losing a lot of weight, I realised that just wasn't the case. <laughs> a very very medium frame, an extra medium, you might call it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and at first I, I came into university fairly. I don't want to say skinny, but I wasn't. I wasn't like, wasn't too chubby or anything. I remember Cal and I actually during second or third year, we looked back at a video of uh, of me at first year, and I couldn't even recognise myself. That, that was the uh, uh, playlist video we talked about in oh, the last podcast. The playlist, yes, we touched <laughs> the whole on the reason this I failed first page. year. Was <laughs> 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 designing this sodden playlist. Uh, yeah, so I look back at a video of those times and I couldn't even recognise myself because so I just looked. <laughs> it was like boys to men. Like, you know, I, would, I, was a, I was a young boy back in that, in that video. And then, I mean, yep. if being fat is what, what justifies being a man these days, and I was very manly when I was looking back <laughs> at that video. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then second year, I know, so in second year, the turning point was when uh, it's probably about midway through second year or just after the Christmas break. The elite squad in rugby used to be the ones and the twos doing about five training sessions a week. Uh, two of those were gym sessions and then a game as well. Uh, but the seconds were doing unbelievably well. So they kind of cut all of the extra training sessions for the seconds team. So okay. the second team only had to do the one training session on a Monday and then a game. And then naturally i used all of that extra time off i had to just go out on the piss non-stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like it was you know yeah it was like going out maybe twice a week to like four times a week every week guaranteed yep and uh so you know i started drinking excessively well i mean i don't know how much the booze was contributing to it but and then because i was drinking more i was hung over more because i was hung over more I was ordering more dominoes because uh, I was ordering more dominoes. I was just piling on the weight. And I think in the space of about six months, I think I put on 20, I don't know, about 20 kilos. Jesus. And I think in, in six months. For anyone that works in pounds, I think that's about just under three stone. Or just around the, the, the conversion there as well for those listening. Um, and to testament to about three and a half stone. It's about three and a half stone, I think. Yeah, and to testament to that phrase as well, you yeah, are just, the only, just... you're the only man I've ever known that has eaten two full-size dominoes um, in the same day. The only man where that deal, where you're like, oh, this is really good. You can get two pizzas, wedges, sides, and a drink. Now feed enough of us. Um, <laughs> you're the only person I know that smashed that in one day. Um, <laughs> well, because yeah, you've been I mean... hung over. Naturally, when you go on the Domino's website and they've got a deal that says, you know, feed a family of four, I'm like, well, that'll do for a day, won't it? <laughs> More like a morning. Yeah. Like, it's when you'd go into his bedroom at uni, he'd have his gaming headset on, his PS4, and he'd be playing it, a box of Domino's open on his belly. <laughs> and he'd be eating pizza. He'd be eating pizza whilst playing on his game. And he'd be like, right, Cal. <laughs> All right, Fraser. Yeah. Bit of pizza. Like not, yeah, go on then. Not even blink, like not even like got to the point after doing it for so long. Like initially, it's like somebody walks into your room and you're hung over, you're just being like a gremlin in the corner. 
and mm. you know you have some shame whereas like eventually it got to a point where it just happened so often just l- look over just give the nod and just go back to what I was doing not a care in the world so it's fair to say you got used to that to that lifestyle definitely yeah, yeah. do you think do you think there were any other sort of contributing factors to it other than that rugby you weren't training as much or you weren't playing as many games or like do you think there was something else do you reckon it was the friendship groups do you reckon it was a girlfriend do you reckon it was studying do you, like could do you reckon you could point it on to anything or do you just think it was like a mixture of everything yeah no it was a mixture of everything but definitely the, the you know group of lads that i spent most of my time with you know Probably didn't do it in in as <laughs> about uh, as much as I did, but it was totally. like every night of the week. Every night of the week, you'd have someone that would be wanting to go out with you, and like you know, well, like you said, Cal, like it used to be a case where if I'm just like, no, I need to focus on my on you know revising, or you know, I just want to stay inside, don't want to spend any money. All, all you ever did was just go back into your room, <laughs> turn on some music. And then wait five yeah. minutes. <laughs> and then you'd come back in, just be like, Fraser, you want to go out? I was just like, yeah, yeah, I think I will, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a group of people that you're with. But I think it was also, um, well, I think maybe during first year, it's like still getting used to, you know, a bunch of new people, still meeting new people. So, you know, a bit, you don't really come out as much as you would. And then second year is when I really felt comfortable with everybody who I spent time with. And then, it's not that I had a reputation of, of getting horrendously drunk a lot, but it's like, I feel like, I don't know, at some subconscious level, I felt like, oh, if I do that, people will like me more because people like me when I'm like that. So mm-hmm. I think it was like part of that might have added to it as well. Not something that I, I thought about on a regular basis, but, you know, years into the future, I'm talking like recently, and in like the past year or so, I'm thinking back about the times at university. I think like maybe that was something to do with it as well. So, yeah. it was, uh, you know, it's like, oh, if you just get hammered and act like an absolute knobhead, then people will think you're funny. And then that means you'll fit in more. So at the yeah, time, so I didn't we- think it was that, but I think that probably added to it. Yeah, no, we spoke about that in our first podcast about the drinking and how people act and react when they're on it. And I mm. think... Like I've, I've sort of feel the same as when you're drunk, you kind of feel a little bit invincible, don't you? And you feel like you're the funniest <laughs> man alive. So yeah, you you would do one thing and everyone would laugh and you think, fuck it, I'm latching onto that. I'm yeah. going to do that every time I get drunk. So I completely, oh yeah, I completely get that. And, yeah. um, and it was always, you know, we lived in a house of nine. <laughs> All boys did different course. Well, most boys did different courses. Most of us were business, business. Um, but you'd always find someone that would want to go out. So for us, like a Monday night, Wednesday night, sometimes a Thursday night, definitely a Saturday night. But like Wednesdays and Saturdays are always the big one with the whole house. Yeah. Go out. And like you said, if you're trying to concentrate on something and the boys are going, we're all going out. You'd be like, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. I'll come, I'll come meet you out. Like Sean and Dixon didn't even play foot, uh, rugby, but they would pre at home and meet us out. Like that must have been difficult for you, Sean. Yeah, I, I think going back to your point there, Fraser, and, and one that we've touched on, it's about that group psychology, isn't it? Um, and, and similar to when we're talking about the football fans and why people get so wrapped up in shouting the words wanker at a 16-year-old playing football. <laughs> like, it's uh, 
the, the house we lived in, I think on reflection, probably breeded that environment of uh, stupidity and probably excess. When, when you think about everything that happened in that house, I know Huggy, we stayed on for a, a, an extra year as a big group of nine. Uh, well, Fraser mm. went off to Germany, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. You, you were off in there. But I think, yeah, I think part of it was that was our mentality as a group of lads, right? At uni, I suppose, all trying to find ourselves and uh, understand what we like, didn't like. And also, like you said, Fraser, trying to fit in and just trying to enjoy ourselves. And it was very much our way of enjoying ourselves that we would go out on the piss probably too much. Um, but again, looking back, I don't think I'd change it given the uni, you know, I can't do that now. I've, I've tried it and ended up on a performance improvement plan at work. So <laughs> you've got to take the chance while you're young. But I think it's a really important reflection, isn't it, Fraser, of, of how did you yeah. get to that state and, and I think, you know, just shows that as you get older, maybe you do get a little bit wiser um, to, to why things happen. Definitely. And then I think when you're doing it as well, it's, it's one of the things that you don't like to admit. Because, it's mm. you know, when I, if, if I got to the end of the week, I was just like, oh, fuck it out. Go out five times this week. I spent like half a student loan in a week. <laughs> um, I don't, and then, you, ju- you know, you justify poor actions to yourself like you, you just lie to yourself all the time it's just like oh yes you know it's uni it's what you're supposed to do it's like mm, five yeah. times a week is not what's supposed to be done at university <laughs> yeah yeah there is a degree like, you, just, you justify these poor decisions to yourself just because you don't want to have to deal with the utter shame of realizing what you've done yep it is face that consequences isn't it you just rationalize it to yourself yeah, no, it's fine because, well, mine was always Fraser went out five times this week, so I'm fine. I've only been out four, so I'm I'm winning. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you're a problem if you're being used as a measuring stick to what's good <laughs> behaviour and bad behaviour. <laughs> the leading example. Um, so, yeah, exactly. so that was your that was up to uh, do you say second year there, Adam? Yeah. Towards the end of second year was when you were at your heaviest, and then. Tell us about sort of the story from from there when you decided, yeah, you didn't want to be John Big Belly Man when you wanted to lose that. How did that all come about? Well, I think for a, I don't know, it's, it's weird to say really because I think at the time I didn't care that much about my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I, I definitely care more about the way I look and you know what 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 the scale says where where I step on it than I did mm-hmm. when I was at university and I. I don't know what led to that. I think it was just kind of steering into the skid when I was at uni. It's just like, well, I'm pretty massive, so there's no point complaining about it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I stayed big throughout third year and fourth year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, not, not much changed in that respect. I went, yeah, lost a bit of weight, gained a bit of weight, as everyone does. Yeah. And then after, uh, after uni finished, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just I got a job in a warehouse just because I knew I was going to be moving to Canada. So mm-hmm. I was just like, well, there's no point trying to get anything, uh, anything you know special. So I just got a job in a warehouse, and uh, yeah, I was walking like 15 kilometers a day, moving boxes around. And, nice boxes uh, of what? What were they boxes of? Oh, just fucking non-stop flat pack, mate. Fridges, oh. <laughs> freezers, <laughs> wardrobes, everything. It's horrible. Just like, like, I never want to see flat pack furniture ever again. <laughs> don't go to Ikea. Yes. Well, no, it's not bad in Ikea. Like, as long as you don't go to the warehouse part, just look at all the pre-made bedrooms and that's nice. 
Maybe yeah, the new name could be a flat pack phrase. That we can call you. <laughs> John Big Belly Man's a flat pack phrase. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite a journey, that is. But um, yeah, so I got to the warehouse. I was walking, I was, so I was exercising non stop throughout the day anyway. Then I was also playing rugby with my local team. Then I was also going to the gym mm-hmm. and I wasn't drinking. But it was, I don't know, it's kind of just, I kind of fell into that routine. It's not something that I actively decided you know, right, I'm going to start doing this to try and lose weight. I'm going to start doing this to try and lose weight. I just started doing those things because that's what I wanted to be doing. And then I noticed that all of the, you know, I started losing a lot of weight very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was once I started noticing that, that my mindset changed. and I did become more conscious about how heavy I was. And, yeah. you know, if I gained a little bit of weight, I know, I know, you know, you can you can gain weight for any number of reasons when you're, you know, if you step on a scale, whether it's just water weight or, you know, you've had a big meal or something. But <laughs> yep. uh, whenever I did see the scale go up, it was like, uh, it's quite disheartening. But I also used it as motivation to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And then honestly, the, the, the biggest thing that helped me continue that was just having somebody to keep you accountable. Because I'm not sure if... Uh, Everyone, well, not everybody who, who listens to the podcast will know him, but uh, we went to uni with a guy called Charlie Bolton, who himself was pretty chubby, and now he's absolutely shredded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like and he, he, and he, he still eats in, Domino's. Yeah, exactly, and he still eats, <laughs> he still eats pizza every week, but he is in unbelievable shape, and he started doing personal training. So mm-hmm. I started doing some online coaching sessions with him, and it wasn't even you know. He, he's good at what he does, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the sessions, it wasn't the meal plans that was helping me improve. It was just having someone there to, you know, tell my progress to. I know yep. you can say it to anybody, but, to, you know, I'm paying the guy, so he's there to <laughs> he's yep. there to help me through this journey. But just having someone there being like, oh, you know, I ran a 5K two minutes quicker today. And then he would just give you, like, you know, whether it was empty or not, I'm sure it was very genuine, but just like, oh, great work, mate. Um, yeah. You know, and even just having somebody like that, it, it made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. And that's... that yeah, accountability, that's, isn't it? Yeah, you actually, exactly. You're, you're also, if you're paying for it, you are committed because otherwise you're going to start feeling like you're wasting your money. So, yeah, you want more bang for your buck. So it yeah. just works. Definitely. Yeah. motivate you. It comes into that coaching aspect as well. I know it's not quite like a mentor because it's, like you said, Fraser, it was more the accountability side, but still just having that person that, you know, you can almost compartmentalise your fitness is all through Charlie Bolton and, and his PT. And um, and then he can steer you on the right track, right, and with that accountability and help you make those adjustments. And I think we've talked yeah. before about how, yeah, I think it was Carl Sinclair, wasn't it, Huggy? How his coach has helped him through just dealing with the mindset yeah. shift. He might not make him a better rugby player, but it helps him with the mindset. Um, so that's really interesting to see that you've you've basically got yourself a mentor, even though you're paying for a PT. But it, it's, it's the same sort of uh, yeah. thing. He's helped, you cha- he's, helped, he's helped you change your mindset. He's given you the tools, hasn't he? So not only does he give you the tools to eat properly, but he's given you the tools to think in a different way. So like you said, you stand on a scale. You don't want to turn around to him and be like, Bolton, I've just put on five kilos. You want to turn around and be like, Bolton, I've just lost two because of the way you've done it. So he gives you those actions uh, and he gives you those tools. And But you, at the end of the day, you've put in the hard work, mate. 
like you said, you were doing 15 kilometers a day, playing rugby, gymming, like it's unreal. And uh, recently I'm, you've given up smoking. I have. Yes. Yeah. I've, I haven't been smoke free for mm, eight, eight and a half months now. That's good. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's what we want to see. Yes. Um, I, I was, you know, it's one of those things where I always told myself like, oh, if I can just not smoke when I'm, when I'm drinking, if I can only smoke when I'm drinking, that'll be fine with me. I'm never going to give that up. And, um, yeah. I don't know. That was a, that, that was a mindset shift. So this is probably, I mean, this adds to weight loss and gain, I suppose, but the, the smoking thing was a complete mindset shift. Yeah. Mm. Go on, uh, tell us about that. So yeah, it was, um, it was, I went, well, I read a book about quitting smoking and mm-hmm. uh, basically he, I mean, I'm not sure how much of this was fluffed or not, but he basically said that he used to go from 100, 100 darts a day. To, wow. Oh, no, you said on bad days he was smoking 100 a day. I'm just like, that is not possible. That is like one. <laughs> that's like one. Every what about? I, think, I think I got a photo of you on rollover day once with about five fags lit in your mouth at once. <laughs> what are you on about, son? It's impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, don't, like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's doable in short bursts like that. But I'm pretty sure I did a calculation. Like doing a hundred is like having one every twelve minutes. This is factoring in the fact that you have an eight hours sleep at night. You have to have a dart every twelve minutes for the entire time that you are awake. I love that you've gone to the lengths to work that out, you sad <laughs> bastard. <laughs> get a fucking the, hobby. We, we yeah, those wait, knowledge no, bombs I'm, on it. We want the like, knowledge bombs. Like Sean, though, like Sean using somebody who's just so, like, using a, a dreadful example as your measuring stick, just like, oh, that guy's doing 100 today. I'm not so bad. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. there watching your clock phrase, like, oh, I've passed 12 minutes. I'm not had one. I'm better than this bloke. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah. So I went. Um, so it was a friend of ours. Started kind of leaving Duke because he was moving back to New Zealand. So he kind of played a bit of this was before they put in strict restrictions. So we were being COVID safe, don't worry. Um, well, technically, we, weren't, we, were but we were following the rules. But um, yeah, so we were playing touch and then we were just having a few drinks and, you know, smoking and all that kind of stuff. And uh, ugh, I, I, I don't know how many I had that day, but I woke up the next day and I felt like absolute shit. <laughs> Like yeah. I felt awful, and I was just like, "Oof, I don't even, I don't even want to do it at this point." Um, and it, it, it was that kind of mentality that completely changed everything. Rather than thinking to myself, "Oh, I want it, but I shouldn't have it," mm. like you do with you know, you know food or anything, um, it was just a complete mindset shift where I was telling myself that I didn't want it, and eventually the cravings just kind of went down. Um, I did switch from smoking cigarettes to vaping though mm-hmm. um but the, the story of how i quit that was kind of uh it was kind of tragic as well as i was it was a bank holiday about uh, about four or five months ago mm-hmm. and uh we uh you know how when you go from like the living room to the kitchen without your phone and then you, you have a mini panic attack because you tap in your pockets oh shit where's my phone yeah. Yeah. i had that with my vape Okay. <laughs> well, I went from the living room to the kitchen and I went to tap my pocket. I was like, oh my God, where is it? And I was like, I was crawling under the cushions of the sofa to try and find it. 
And I was just like, oh my God, this is fucking pathetic. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm having like a mini panic attack trying to find a fucking jewel. Um, so, and then after that point, I was just like, yeah, this, this, this is not okay. And then it wasn't even a case done? of trying to, it wasn't even trying to stop myself from having these cravings. They literally just disappeared after that. It was amazing. Wow. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but just that mindset of being like, God, this is not who I want to be anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a light switch. You just, all my cravings just went away and I haven't, I haven't craved a cigarette or vape since. Nice, mate. That's oh. good. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Huggy, have you ever experienced anything like that with a mindset shift overnight? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Still chunky, but funky. (laughs) (laughs) So, Fraser, and where are you today then on your fitness journey? Tell us about where you are now, I suppose, in 2021. I mean, what, Uh, eight years years away from second year? Or five years or something? I don't know how long it's been. Um, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Six years. Six years. years. Somewhere in between. Yeah, I'm doing... uh, Well, I came to... Came to Canada, obviously, and uh, and then lockdown. I put on a bit of timber during lockdown, as everyone did, I think. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, and then I, I kind of recently had. Uh, I, I mean, if anybody watched the say your day thing, uh, I spoke about the thirty day fitness challenge that I'm doing with uh, my girlfriend at the moment, where mm-hmm. you know, exercise twice a day, no junk food, um, and, and got to drink a, a gallon or four liters of water every single day and uh yeah so in in the 25 days since i've started it i've lost eight and a half pounds which i think is about four kilos wow uh, nice which is pretty good in in three weeks i'm pretty happy with that and uh i also i'm trying to be a vegan at the moment i say at the moment i've been trying for about a year and a half Uh, what? <laughs> is that, sorry, just that microphone. You know, just, uh, <laughs> microphone crack out or something. No, no sorry, I just threw up in my mouth at the thought of you being a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> From two dominoes a day to vegan, can it be done? You've, what have you done to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was. Uh, I'm. I'm very gullible. I'm very susceptible to. Uh, stuff and uh, that I see on TV. So naturally, I watched one documentary and I was just like, right, I'm not eating meat anymore. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's you, Dad. No more. That, that's, that's me, Dad, I bet you knew TV. the. I bet you knew the whole documentary word for word as well. Your knowledge of listen, like phrase, can literally listen to an episode of something and he just knows every single word. I said to him, why don't you just do like a storyboard for your exams when you revise? You would smash them. Nah, too lazy for that. <laughs> yeah, too lazy for that. Too busy making uh, podcasts in uh, not podcasts uh, playlists. playlists in the bedroom. <laughs> they were they were they were banging playlists to be fair. Banging playlists. So yeah, I watched uh, I th- and I think that's that's helped me a lot. And it's not I you know I'm still I meat is something that I still really want. Like I'm pretty sure I treated myself to a massive steak for our one year anniversary. So that was pretty sweet. But yep. uh, it's uh, when going going trying to eat vegan or plant based as they call it now was less about trying to eat less meat 
uh, and it was more about just consuming more vegetables because you know mm-hmm. <laughs> whether meat is good or bad for you i don't have a fucking clue and i'm not gonna do the test to figure out whether it is or not but uh no one can deny that eating vegetables is good for you and by trying to eat plant-based it um you know it just it just meant that i was eating a lot more vegetables because you know let's be honest vegetables on their own just like roasted taste like fucking shit <laughs> so yeah, you gotta try <laughs> so you gotta try a load of you know you gotta, you gotta try new things for stuff to taste good i mean as i said in the say your day as well with you sean that i'm a dreadful cook mm-hmm. i'm shocking yes. so it again this is something that really helped me on my journey is having my girlfriend who's an excellent cook who mm-hmm. really enjoys it uh and she makes all these plant-based meals because she's she she also is a vegan mm-hmm. um so having somebody there has really helped that and you know it's not just i don't know how much my the, the eating all this veg is helping me out but it seems to be working That's another thing and it definitely yeah. seems like you've got a bit of a theme there as well with your mindset in terms of your girlfriend helping you there with you know keeping you accountable almost with your eating because you can't cook uh, <laughs> so, so you sort of have to depend on her you've had your, your pt to keep you accountable um, yeah. with your with your healthy choices. And maybe at uni, the people that were keeping you accountable, we were keeping you accountable to bad choices, which is why you um, fully indulged into those. Yeah, uh, well, devil on habits. your shoulder type situation. <laughs> Go on. You know you want to. That's, <laughs> you like, that you? Was, that's not even a hypothetical devil on my shoulder. It's literally cow whispering in my <laughs> ear saying, you know you want to. <laughs> I wondered when I was going to get thrown under the bus. <laughs> First guest on, and they're calling Huggy out. We can't have this as a as a good ratio. Yeah. Um, uh, I think definitely think the motivators are, are a huge thing because it's you know you have internal and external motivation whenever it comes to doing anything. Internal motivation is what leads to ongoing change. Like it becomes more of a lifestyle if it's internal motivation, if it's for yourself, but. Sometimes it's really difficult to get there and you just need to have some kind of external motivation to keep you going and to get you to a point where you want to be doing it for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think and it has led me to a point where I want to do these things for myself now. So I think it's going to be something that I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing. It's not going to be something that I'll give up once that external motivation disappears because it's now coming from, you know, yeah. from me. It's become a long-term habit that is now... Mm-hmm. It's now Fraser Martin, the new man phrase. Isn't it something like if you do something repetitively for like 30 days, it becomes a habit? 66, yeah, like three, I believe, is, is the actual 66? statistic. Yeah. Is it 66? Yeah. yeah. So you've only got another 33 days after you. Because how many are you doing? 30 day challenge? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because but- you were saying to me the other day you were going to do longer, but isn't it like Independence Day or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so it's... Under? july 1st is canada day so um and i think because all the, all the boozers might still be closed they might keep uh, they might allow people to drink in public which you're not usually allowed to do stupid rule if you ask me but um you're not allowed to drink in public but they're, they might, they're going to allow that for this canada day so i can almost guarantee that i'll probably be getting drunk <laughs> so good uh, response yeah, so like jbbm Oh mate, imagine just one. I wake up and it's like I'm back in fourth year again. It's like, how fuck have I put all this much weight in the night? Realize you just wanted an almighty bender for like four years. Yeah, it's all a dream. It's all a dream. 
well, Fraser, I think that's been fantastic to, to get into your mindset, understand a little bit more about, you know, yourself as a normal bloke and the struggles that you faced, you know, and, and finding those internal, external motivations. Um, is there yeah. any other advice you'd give to any other fellas out there that, and I mean, like you said, your weight loss, you, you didn't even realise it until you managed to get out of it. Um, yeah. You know, like, and, and that was almost not really by design. Um, is there any advice that you'd either give to yourself if you could give give advice to yourself back then or to share with the listeners of this podcast? Yeah, give yourself time, you know, uh, every, everything in life. I mean, yes, you, you hear these great stories of, of people just like, you know, oh, I went from, you know, 200 kilos to 80 kilos in the space of three months. I'm just like, well, <laughs> that's, that seems like a very unhealthy way of doing things. But yep. uh, and like, so you see the same thing on YouTube. It's like everybody wants to take shortcuts. You, know, you see these <laughs> fitness trainers on YouTube being like, oh, 10 minute abs or get the abs that you want in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and it's clickbait. It, it's ways for them to be able to get more people to click on their videos because people want to take a shortcut. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make the journey significantly easier if you just give, give yourself time because t- it, it links back to everything. Like if you go you know, four weeks, absolutely no junk food to just try and lose, you know, five kilos or whatever. Like, yeah, that's doable. But if you eat one bad thing, you are going to make yourself feel like shit. Mm. Whereas if you just say, okay, like four weeks would have been great, but it just doesn't seem to be happening because I need time to be able to get used to the idea of not eating junk food. So instead I'm going to extend that target to, three months or, or six months or a year or two years or however long it takes for you to do that. So yeah. long as, um, because it's easy to fall off the wagon if you, cause that, then that's just uh, making the internal motivation that much harder. Mm-hmm. Cause if you say, oh, I'm going to do it in four weeks and it takes you six months, then, uh, yeah, you're just going to make yourself feel down and the internal motivation is going to be harder to achieve and you're going to have to find more external motivation to keep you going. Whereas if you say, oh, I'm going to do this over the space of a year, um, any progress towards that goal is just going to build your internal motivation and it's just going to make the whole journey much, much easier. Not putting too much pressure on yourself as well for it and allowing yourself to have maybe some little slip-ups because I think it must be difficult, Phrase, if you were trying to stick to a plan for the first time so when you first started eating healthily and started gymming all the time, yeah, it would have been difficult if you were going, right, every day I have to eat smart. Every day I have mm-hmm. to gym once or twice a day. Because then, say, on a Saturday, you've gone out and you fancy, I don't know, a 99p cheeseburger. You have it. Then because you've built so much pressure onto you have to be strict to this routine, you then fall off the bandwagon because you've let yourself down on that one day when in reality it's just one little thing. As long <laughs> as you don't go crazy. Like when I had when I had my PT at the beginning of lockdown, he always said to me, he was like, allow yourself to have sort of that cheat day, uh, not cheat day, fucking hell, I wish. Uh, <laughs> Hundred cigarettes <laughs> in twelve every twelve minutes, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a cheat meal, a cheat meal, or a cheat snack, or something like that. Because if you're too strict to yourself, you're less likely to stick to it. And then I I thought, okay, yeah. And by going and having that mind frame of being a little bit more lenient with myself and realizing fucking hell, you don't have to eat like a Mormon every day uh, and train like the rock every day. Like it, it's actually not that bad. Um, I just wish I'd stuck to it. 
Yeah, no, it's exactly. But it's, you know, it's also one of those things that's just like, if you don't do it in the time you've set out for yourself, you just think to yourself that it's never going to happen. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'd had that mindset three years ago, I would still be fucking massive. Uh, like, honestly, because when I started training with Bolton, I was just like, yeah, right, I'm going to put up a picture in six months and everyone's going to be blown away by the fact that I've gone from like this pretty big blow and I'm going to be fucking shredded in six months. And I got yeah. to six months after and I was like, nowhere near where i wanted to be <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck is this yeah. um and then if at that point i'd given up i wouldn't be where i am today and i'll probably I'd, mm-hmm. I'd still be quite unhealthy whereas like i'm still improving like today I, i'm i'm blown away by how much progress i've made in the past four weeks even mm-hmm. um and if i'd given up three years ago I'd, i who knows where i'd be at this point yeah yeah that's, that's good. a fantastic message to share and probably one of the wisest messages we've had mainly because it's not just me and Huggy chatting to ourselves <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much for your no input problem. on there Fraser and the great news is you're sticking around for the Agony Uncles Agony Uncle here for you so this week on the Agony Uncles the issue well not the issue but the problem today uh, is actually one that I'm going to take from a situation that I saw recently um, of a fellow male moving in with his girlfriend they already live together. Um, he owns the place and she, she lives in with him and I think pays rent or equal, equal payments. Um, but they're now looking at buying a place together. And uh, he's got a little bit of cold feet about the commitment to, to buying a place together because un- until now, you know, his place that he owns is just his. <laughs> and actually moving in with his girlfriend, he's got a bit of cold feet about it. So that is today's question to the Agony Uncles. What would you do and what advice do you have for this lad? And Huggy, we'll start with you. Um, there is no advice really you already know everything you've been living with her for however long so mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine it's probably just maybe that extra bit of commitment but I'm like you're already committed you're already yeah. living with her you're already sharing the bills or sharing everything yes it's your house now and it's buying a place together but it's just like well you're doing it all anyway so I don't really see what the problem yeah. is Cal's not having that one not having it from that side. How about yourself there, Fraser? Well, my first point is, this isn't the same bloke that a few weeks ago on your Agony Uncle you were talking about that just got back together with his missus and was just questioning whether relationship was still <laughs> no, for him. <laughs> no, these are two separate people. Otherwise, that would be a whole topic. Um, oh, I was say, well, it's the same guy. Don't do it, because that's pretty <laughs> rapid development, that is. Uh, no. no. Okay, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough one now. I think he, rather than just thinking, I'm not, I'm not ready, he needs to understand why he's in a position like he doesn't feel like he's not ready. Like, is he, is, is he getting cold feet because he doesn't like the idea of having to, I don't know, split the housing cost of his missus? Does he mm-hmm. think that, you know, moving in is like, or, or buying a house together is the next step past living with each other? He's suddenly going to find these, quirks that are going to piss him off on a daily basis and he thinks it's going to uh, lead to you know a few big arguments so mm-hmm. I, I would say he needs to do a bit of uh, deep diving into him into, you into know, himself his, his, his own thinking just to understand why he's feeling that way rather than just accepting things for the way they are because they could be problems that are very easily sorted out mm-hmm. yeah with just a bit bit of simple communication but uh, you know he needs to know where he stands really 
rather than and communicating his fears to his girlfriend is probably a good thing to do as well. Do you think? Um, how do you think you yeah, take that? Like, I mean, if you were the girlfriend and, and you're living with someone and then you're about to buy the house yeah. and they're a bit like, oh, do you know what? I'm, I've got a bit of cold feet about, about actually buying a house together. Yeah, I think well, that would be a difficult situation. <laughs> you could find yourself paying for everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, it could be tough, but isn't, I mean, I don't know. I've never bought a house with anyone, so I don't really know what the whole process of these mm. kind of things are. But I think... Uh, you know, just being open about, cause I mean, she could just be, I mean, she could be excited to get, she could be excited to, to move in. Sure. But she could be just showing more excitement on the outside than she's actually feeling on the inside. Cause Maybe. He, he, he's obviously keeping how he's feeling inside. And to her, she might be thinking, Oh, he's really excited to move in with me. Uh, and then she might be thinking, fuck, he's really excited to move in. And <laughs> I've got to fucking buy a house with him now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously you got to tread the line very carefully, but I, I think it's important to, you know, for, for each other just to understand how how you're feeling about the whole situation. You know, I think yeah, I think it's that he needs to take stock. Is is it that he's concerned that he loses his say, the majority vote, perhaps <laughs> yeah. because it's his house, and if he wants to paint a room magnolia, he can do it without asking his house. He's painting magnolia. Don't know. I don't even know why it came <laughs> to my head. It was either magnolia or magenta. Why Ooh. those two colours? Wow! <laughs> I couldn't tell you what colours they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, yeah, you got to understand. Is it? Yeah, I think without understanding what the scenario is, is it that she suggested buying a house, or is he suggested to her? I think that's like what Fraser's saying. If it's that she's being let, like, come on, let's get a house of our own then he mm. might have reservations thinking they're not there. But if he's come up with the idea, or even if it's just that he owns that house, so he feels like that's his place, that's his, you know, a safety domain. net type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's his safety net. Also, like, I don't even know how long have they been together. That's a very good question. I think it's about three or four years. Because may, maybe he's worried that by buying a house together, he's then worried that then that speeds along the big question. <laughs> You know, yes, you know, whether he's thinking, well, if we kids. buy a house together, is she then going to be like, right, we need to get married, we need to have kids? So, is it maybe that he's just not ready for that step? Mm. I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult without understanding the whole thing. But my my take on it is, they were they already live together. He knows, she knows that she farts in her sleep. She knows <laughs> that he knows that she probably, you know, goes for a wee during the middle of the night and all the embarrassing stuff, which you don't know when you don't live together. Yeah. Um, so what's the problem? Yeah. House together. yeah. Do you think going for piss in the middle of the night is an embarrassing thing? <laughs> you, I didn't tell you, you I didn't tell you where she was going for a piss. So did lifetime, I? Mate. I didn't say where she was going for a piss. So did I? So that might be an embarrassing <laughs> thing. Boy. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> this is definitely taking a turn. Um, <laughs> what turned out to be some pretty, what I think decent advice just turned into <laughs> Does your girlfriend piss on you in the middle of the night? <laughs> but now, when we go Standard. and see Cal Fraser, we know why why there's a funny smell about the place. Um, <laughs> not to not to question not to question that because we we are scared of the answer. Um, so yeah, I think that's some interesting views there. We've got we've got Huggy's view of you already live together, so crack on, and then Fraser to just be open and understand. But I think both of you touched on there 
really understanding what it is he, he's scared of um, committing fully to it, whether it's the long term, like you mentioned, Hoggy, or whether there's something within himself that he needs to uh, he needs did to you understand. Give him advice? Did you give him any advice? Um, I didn't. I don't think. I think I. I can't actually remember if I'm honest. It was a late Saturday night, <laughs> so putting the, yeah. putting the world to rights after a few too many baths. <laughs> you know what it's like. Porn star martinis two for one. It's been a year. Thank Ooh. you very much. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, on to our final part, which is say your day. And this is where we talk about the highs and lows of our week or day or whatever we want to share. It's just about us sharing our mental health. And in terms of our mental health, it's just what's on our mind at the moment, what's been going good and what's been going bad. To start with the bad, I will start with you, Fraser, as our special guest. You can kick us off. Special guest. Um, uh, well, I'll say something that's been kind of happening for the past three weeks i guess mm-hmm. um i don't know it's like you know um <laughs> you know when you just don't look at your bank account after a night out because you just yeah. don't want you don't want to come to realize what you've actually done and you kind of just avoid it yeah i feel like i've got three years of hangover shame throughout university that i just flat out ignored and it's just all washing over me at this point okay but sometimes i'll be i'll be um, you know, I might well first thing in the morning or, or before I go to bed at night when you're overthinking things anyway. I just think to myself, like, oh yeah, it was that night out when I was just fucking weird overall, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> that's just gonna live with me for the rest of my <laughs> life then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, I don't know where it's come from. I think it's just uh, you know, I think it's actually it's been coming about since you started talking and do, doing this actually, because I've uh just been thinking about mental health a lot and just thinking about me as a person and I, you mm-hmm. know i just think about all these times where i was at university which <laughs> if i did those now i'm just like that's that doesn't seem to be okay <laughs> um but um yeah university you just didn't care so that's that's kind of not the the bad stuff i mean i, mean, mm-hmm. I guess you could see it as good because i i guess that's just a part of healing from these things so i guess it's a good i'm, I'm learning to accept it now so it's not going to bother me in the future yeah, yeah, but I also think when you reflect on stuff, phrase you're always going to think the worst. Mm. Like from being out with you on nights out, a lot of the time, you weren't that bad. Like, well, you weren't bad at all. What am I about? You weren't that bad. You weren't bad at all. You were probably an annoying fuck for talking to everyone <laughs> and just always pushing drinks and fags onto them because you are the nicest guy. So mm. I wouldn't worry about the what happened. And like I said to you. Everything that's happened has got you to this point now in life. So don't ever look back and think, where should I be? Like we touched upon it in our last podcast. Mm. of always thinking about where should you be in life and what's happened. And I just think when you reflect on it, don't put yourself down too much because ultimately you're always going to think the worst. And don't forget your memory is going to be a little bit shoddy because you've been drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and also... I also think on there as well, you've got to remember the lens in which you view yourself, right? Like like you say, Fraser, you're doing some of those actions. You're a, what, a 20, 21-year-old with no responsibilities. Um, could you do those actions now? You know, probably not. But it's not to look through them with the lens that you are today. Um, That's true. To, to give an example, I remember chucking a disposable barbecue at one of Fano's house parties. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, at the time... I mean, it probably wasn't acceptable at the time, to be honest. We had to promptly leave. But, um, 
you know, that's not something that I would do nowadays as you, you know, you grow through, through your life and you become a bit more mature. So yeah. I think, you know, but it's, it's good that you're thinking. So I think, yeah, you know, take what you've just done there for is take the bad in terms of maybe the way it's making you feel or, or that shame that you are feeling and, and you can't, <laughs> I mean, you can't change, right? That's, that's the no, no, of memories. Um, but, you know, look at it in that positive light of at least I'm reflecting, at least you're moving forward and yeah. And, and see if you come up with the funny memories, you know, I, I look at the barbecue thing and, and, and I laugh, even though I probably shouldn't, but I still find it funny to this day. <laughs> um, you got to think as well. You never put anyone in danger. You never hurt anyone. You never did anything serious. It's just stupid behavior. Like talking yeah, too much or true. doing something. It's never like you ever put yourself or anyone else in danger or committed any crimes. Like mm. you did nothing wrong. So just look at it as part of growing up and learning from, like Sean's saying, you learn from that. Mm. You, you maybe did something that now you look back on in your older age of what, 24, 25? 25, yeah. 25, and you look back and you go, fucking hell, when I was 21, I used to find that funny. Now I, just, now I look at people doing it and I think, what a prick. Yeah. It's just yeah. Part, it's like, trust me, it's part of growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how about yourself, Huggy? What would you, you for, my, for me it's like it's not so much one particular thing it's more just lack of energy at the moment i don't know why like mm. i just cannot seem to get enough sleep at the moment um uh, just feeling really drained and then because of that not gymming and then because of that eating shit and then because mm-hmm. of that feeling really chunky uh less funky um <laughs> and so it's just like this vicious yeah. cycle then because I'm eating shit and I'm not exercising, I'm then feeling more tired. And like yeah. Amanda and I, we're trying to, we're trying to gym together and stuff, but just, yeah, lack of energy. And I just don't know why. So mm-hmm. I, I, um, I need to go to the, the doctors. I used to suffer, like, I, I know I suffer from B12 deficiency and okay. that has, that has quite um, an impact on your energy levels. So, mm-hmm. and I, I got tested when we we're at uni and I was, drastically below where where you should be and I had to have injections to get like topped up so I just need to go back to the doctors so that's just been playing on my mind as well then it's like shit what if it's just that and they're they're really low and then yeah it's just just that it's just that vicious cycle of because I was enjoying the gym then I screwed my back up then since I screwed my back up I've just not been back yeah it is um I I do find that as well that that I think I mentioned before it's one of my triggers of if I stop going to the gym, if that happens and something else will happen, like my diet, and then mm. you, like you say, your sleep and stuff happens. So it's good that you're aware of that circle. It's just, can you, um, can you make Do a stop to it and, it and, and yeah. get yourself in there? But like we always say the first part of your mental health is acknowledging it. So we will exactly, we can catch up with you next week on that one and, and see where you're at and, and see how you've, uh, you've got through. Hopefully got through it hopefully yes mate yes with the support of you boys i could do anything always mate always um how about you shawny biz yeah i think my low i think we had this one a couple weeks back but it sort of reared its head this week so far it's just my energy for work so not necessarily a lack of energy um but just my ability to like sort of I don't know, you know, when you just say, like i can't be asked for this and you're like <laughs> you sat at your desk you're doing your work and then you're just like 
what is this and then you, you end up you're, you're in your kitchen looking for snacks and you're like it's literally half nine I've just finished my breakfast and <laughs> I need to it's, it's literally like it's a bit like super nanny if you've ever watched it where the kid doesn't want to go to sleep and he just keeps getting up and out of the bed and the and the mum has to keep putting them back to sleep that's a bit what I'm like at work at the moment I'm like do your work and then I'm just doing something else and I'm like no do your work yeah um, that to be fair I'm exactly the same because my energy levels are low I find I'm procrastinating during the day more yeah so i end up just picking my phone up and i'll flick through for, uh like instagram and i'll be like you've literally just looked at instagram you did you wrote one line in an email and then you've just picked up your phone again yeah, and then yeah. it gets to about half four and then you're like shit i need to do some work and then you'll work until stupid o'clock at night and you're thinking fucking hell yeah. oh mate it's nothing worse though when you like you feel that way and like well for me it's like the middle of the day i'm just like oh i feel myself starting to be less productive. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give myself a 20 minute break. You know, I'm just going to give myself <laughs> actual 20 minutes where I'm going to chill out and then I'll get back to my work. And then, you know, I go for a walk or whatever. I come back after 20 minutes. I'm just like, <laughs> well, this is fucking shit. My energy levels up whatsoever. So where I yeah. thought it was just, oh, I need a break. Nah, it's not that at all. <laughs> Yeah, now exactly. I need a now I need a break from having a break. Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm exhausted from that walk. I need a bit of a chill out now. <laughs> well, I, I did one today. I was like, oh, I can't possibly look at my emails while I'm eating this apple, so I better go sit in another room. And I'm like, <laughs> like, ten minutes later, with like the tiniest apple, I'm like, I should probably, you know, the apple started turning brown and it's almost snapped in half in my hand. I'm like, oh, I've probably finished the apple now. I should probably uh, get back to work. But yeah, for me, I, I like to be productive. Um, I, I think it's such a better feeling at the end of the day for myself when I've had a productive day. I don't know about you guys, how you feel when you've had one of those shitty days. Um, but yeah, it's been quite frequent for me recently. But I've got time off on Friday for a whole week, nonetheless. Oh. So that will, I'm, I'm hoping it's just a bit of mental fatigue for me and, and, and then we can reset. And oh, then, oh, well, thank you. And as always, you keep talking about it. The Facebook Lives, they help me out every day. So if you're not in the Man Thoughts group, get yourself in there. Um, and, and listen to me talk shite and then onto the highs so again Fraser we will kick you off with the, with your high of the week uh, set a new 5k PB oh yes go on what, nice what, what speed you're running at uh, 5 minutes 14 seconds per kilometre oh tasty yeah I was pretty happy with that I, yes, uh, well done. I mean I, I'll give credit where credit is due bought some new running shoes so it was obviously all wow. the shoes not What's not it? me at all. <laughs> what shoes? I don't know. Brooks something. <laughs> oh, all, all I know is Brooks running. To, They're called yeah, Brooks I went, running. I went, into the, I went into the running room. Uh, I'm not sure. Is that is that a shop in England? Running room? No. I no. Okay. Well, anyway, I walked in there. Fuck me. The people there are so intense about running. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. So well, they actually did gave me. <clears throat> they told me to take my shoes off and roll my jeans up so they could see how my feet move when I when I when I walk just to see what my feet do. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then she was just like, right, okay. Like you're really, really flat footed. So she goes to the back, comes back in with like five pairs of shoes. Like, or like, I, I didn't even get to pick the color on nothing. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> She's just, just read your was... personality. It's like your arches flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just brings out these shoes. <laughs> and then she's talking about all these different types of technical running and, you know, the kinds of shoe you need, depending on what terrain you're running on. I'm just like, mm. lady, I don't fucking know any of this. I just go for a run. 
but yeah. <laughs> just give me some shoes that'll be comfortable when I'm running. That's all I need. <laughs> um, oh, but, fantastic! Then, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. In that conversation. All these, she was recommending these like trail running events. I'm just like, no, <laughs> I can. I'm I'm just doing this casually. I'm not very serious about it at this point. I don't I don't need like a, a new website that I can sign up for that gives me. You know, tips and tricks for running, and <laughs> new and events about you know news about upcoming running events and stuff. I just want a pair of shoes. <laughs> that is fantastic, but they've worked. So, oh, this, this lady's done her job. She's, so. I mean, yeah, exactly. She she gave you a damn good pair of shoes. I tell you, <laughs> fantastic pair. And now you can share that knowledge with other other blokes who want to get in touch about their running. Get in touch with well, them. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I can give them tips. Just go yeah. to the running room. <laughs> I won't give them tips themselves. Just go to the running room. You'll learn everything you need about running. No, no, it's fantastic. Uh, Huggy, how about yourself? Um, I'd probably say for me, uh, I got my COVID vaccination on Thursday. My first yes. one. Age on. does have some benefits. Um, <laughs> yeah, got my first one Thursday. So, Halfway there to being fully vaccinated. Yes. Ask me on Thursday night or Friday whether I feel shit, whether it's still yeah. the positive of the week. But uh, right now, feeling good. That's, that's the good. Um, and and uh, yeah, probably say that's it. Mate, that's cast. That's a good little win. Get yourself on holiday. And I think, yeah, that's that's probably the positive that of my week is just knowing that I've got <laughs> got a short week. Having that got the Friday and, and a whole week off is. It uh, feels a bit like a mental battle at the moment. You know, one side of me wants to eat an apple for 20 minutes and the other side of me is like, just get through it. You're going to be off on Friday. Um, but that is the positive that is dragging me through um, this week. And yeah. of course, this podcast has definitely been a highlight. Our first guest with Fraser Martin, as he is now known. That is his name. And <laughs> he loves running. He's got all the expertise on running. So I cannot yeah. wait. All the expertise on running. I'm like, I'm like the most annoying person at a party. I like running. I'm a vegan. <laughs> I, I go to the gym a lot. Like, well, I, yeah. I just need to pick up one other quirk and then no one else will ever want to talk to me. Maybe so cooking. Changed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's gone from the guy that could smash two dominoes and 100 cigarettes in a day to uh, <laughs> to, to the vegan runner. That is yeah. a hell of a transformation. That is a transformation, yeah. But yes, well, thank you for sharing that with us today, Fraze. It's been a pleasure. pleasure to have you on. Huggy, a pleasure oh. as always. Thank you and, very much. Uh, Cheers, yes. Sean. Thank you, Fraze. We'll catch you all next week. Ciao. Adios. Adios.